Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the Mind Body Musings podcast. Welcome for the first time. If you are a new listener, welcome back. If you are a long time listener, today's episode is going to be all about my road trip from Woodstock, New York, aka Albany ish area, all the way down a 43 hour drive to Los Angeles. I've been asked a few times to cover this trip. And so in this episode, I want to share with you day by day, bit by bit, what I uh, experienced, how I went about organizing the trip. And if you are like a little confused or you're new to the podcast, I ended a relationship that was, it was a pretty brief relationship, but we went really deep, really fast, very deep. But about five months, um, I met someone, I was living in Brooklyn, went up to Woodstock, New York to be with them. And then when I realized that container needed to close, I said, where's my heart wanting to take me? And I knew it was Los Angeles. Before I even moved to New York, I knew California, I'll say, was was my, my nesting spot for the longer term. If there's going to be a place where I stay put a little more, that's what I'll say. Uh, it's going to be California, I think. But we'll get a little more into that in a bit because I have um, some other thoughts these days of where I may want to spend some time in considering the state of the world. So today I'll go through that. I have quite a few women who um, are in the CSU Society, my group coaching program, who have asked me to talk about this because they want to have their own life-changing road trip as they end a relationship. Like the very, the very specific thing, there are so many women who, and, and men of course, but I'm specifically talking about women who are afraid of taking a very long trip like this because of all the things that quote could go wrong or just being left alone for that long of a time and safety and also just that big etheric fear of can I do this? Is my soul ready for something like this? So that is why I'm talking about this today. And before we go into that, I have a lovely review of the week to share. And this comes from Nate Newt P. And Nate says, generating hope with five stars. I am overjoyed to finally have a moment to sit down and write a review for this podcast of Maddie's. I only recently discovered Maddie and her work but two weeks ago, but quickly she has risen to the top of my personal chart for whom to go to for advice during such a uniquely dynamic time in life. Not only that, but being in this sometimes isolating path of self-discovery and devotion to connection deeper with self, having a voice like Maddie's in my life has been incredibly inspiring and supportive. Maddie's content is so relevant for anyone who's seeking for more deeper depths in all relationships in life. Maddie's openness and honesty breathes vitality into the thoughts and conversations she brings forth and shares with the public. A true service for her heart along with 
all our hearts together in this earth. Thank you, Maddie, so much for dedicating yourself to your passions and sharing them with the rest of the world. I am extremely grateful for what you do. I also laugh sometimes when I'm listening because I'm a male-bodied human, and it seems to me like you're speaking a lot to female-identifying audience, but to all you men out there, this info is for us too. Please give it a try. Trust Maddie, you won't regret it. Maddie, you are, you are a new friend to me. Keep succeeding. You inspire so many. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm just soaking in that goodness. I uh, feel it throughout my whole body. Thank you, Nate. Thank you so much. It feels so good to hear from male-bodied individuals. And my direction these days is to speak to both genders equally. You know, that's really where I want to be heading. And it's more of a pattern of mine to be speaking in my mind's eye to women and I, I am focusing now on being more intentional on my dialogue to speak to him and her and she and they and everyone I want to be much more intentional about welcoming in all that's the thing about marketing too like you you have to you're supposed to pick a target audience which I do not at all focus on by the way just so y'all know I am my target market meaning whatever I want to talk about is what I talk about that said it is good to know if you're speaking mostly to women or men and to speak through that lens so that you you actually reach the people who are dying to receive your content but I don't want to take that too seriously. I don't care for that. And, and polarity work is so important for men. Yes, it's so important for us women. We are doing our part. But honestly, it's the masculine of the world that needs to step it up because the masculine is what takes the feminine deeper than she can take herself. And that's within all of us, to be very clear. The masculine within you will take your feminine deeper than she will take herself. And in the macro, in the whole world, those who are primarily masculine beings will take the primarily feminine of the world deeper. So it is important for them to be doing this work. And therefore, I'm so grateful to you, Nate, for saying these kind words and for sharing with other men the impact of this podcast. So my trip. Wow. Where do I even go? I don't, I don't have any notes for this podcast. I'm just going to rock and roll and see what comes up for me. So I will start by saying that this trip, when I close my eyes and I go back into being in Woodstock and knowing my options, there were about two weeks of going back and forth. And in last week's podcast, please listen to that. Please, please, please listen to that. Because I cover what happened in those two weeks the title of that episode is are you paralyzed by making the wrong decision and and how to work through that because I was feeling very paralyzed by making the wrong decision so I'm going to skip over that part of those two weeks of going back and forth but I will say that I realized through all that back and forthness of do I stay do I go do I stay do I go I realized that I had actually had that thought of, can I live here? Can I stay here? Do, can I live here in Woodstock? Is this for me? Is this relationship for me? When I was honest with myself, I had that thought going on for months. For months. And so when I asked myself the question, will this thought ever go away? 
Will I wake up one day and not even think this to myself? Will I wake up one day soon and not go, hmm, is living here for me? Is this relationship for me? I knew in my body the answer was no, that was not going to happen. I wasn't going to wake up someday and, and not question that. Because my body, and dare I say your body, will continue to ask this question over and over and over again of, can I make this work? Can I make this work? Can I make this work? When something isn't naturally working. And if the second question you ask yourself is, can I fully surrender to this and let go of all my expectations? And if the answer to that is no, that's when you know it's time to leave. And, you know, I, I also, this is, this is, I'm not going into all of the steps to do if you're actually in an abusive situation. So I'm not saying just leave. If you're in a physically abusive situation, you need a team. So my, and you know that, you know that even, even emotional abuse, you need a team. Oh my gosh. I know this so deeply. My entire life has been filled with so much emotional abuse and you need a team to help you, to remind you, to support you. And for me, in, in that moment when I realized, no, I'm not going to wake up and stop questioning this, it wasn't an immediate packing of the bags and getting in the car. I had to let my body fully integrate. There is a period of time where when you're about to make a big decision, you have to go through the journey of the back and forth and the paralyzation and the analyzation and the fear and the doubt and the calling of all the friends. That's important, actually, really important. And that needs to run its course. There was a time right before my trip, right before I got in the car, where I felt in my entire body, no. And I say this with all respect to everyone who has experienced a Me Too moment. And I say this because it was what feels really true to my body. And I'm just going to come out and say that it felt like an, an energetic rape in my body. It really did. It felt like staying past that point was dismissing my body's no. And it became very, very instant. It wasn't like that the month before. So I say that because if you are one of the probably thousands of women that are in a situation where you're wondering, do I stay in this job? Do I stay in the city? Do I go? And you're exhausted with even asking yourself that. Ask yourself if you believe you can one day wake up and not have that question anymore. And if you realize that you're asking that question every day and you're going to ask that question every day forever, you have to be honest with yourself if you want this to take up space in your mind for that long. I knew personally that I have a novel to write. I have a business to build. I have a body, a vessel to be in integrity with. I have a, a big moment-to-moment purpose and mission and part of that is adventure and freedom and I knew in my body that that was the path I needed to take and I just purely and simply don't want to be spending my precious time on earth obsessing over the same question every day that's not my life I if, if something's not meant to be I need to move on I need to get through that really hard time get to the other side because the other side is where the oh right lives 
the confirmation lives. That's where the confirmation is. We, we fear before making the decision that the confirmation will not come, which is why we prolong it and we choose comfort over courage. And when you finally choose courage, you realize, wow, this was the diamond on the other side of that pressure. So now to the trip. The first thing I did was post it on Facebook, actually. Has anyone ever done a trip from uh, New York to LA or vice versa? And someone tagged someone else who had just done that trip. And she sent me a few voice notes. And in the voice notes, she said, it is the best thing I ever did. I enjoyed every second of it. Now, until that point, until she said that, I had talked to about three people about driving. Um, one of them was the one who originally gave me the idea. He's my best friend, Jamie. And he said, you know what you need? You need to spread your wings. You need to go on an epic road trip. He was the first one. And then I was like, hmm, that sounds like a great idea. So then I talked to two more people. I talked to a girlfriend and my dad, both of which were like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no, that's going to be the longest trip ever. Now, when you are in a paralyzed state from making a decision, everyone's opinions become really, really important. It's so it's so fascinating how this happens. But when you feel paralyzed and, and you're being indecisive, because when you're paralyzed, that's exactly what you are. You are indecisive. So everyone you care about, you'll come to and you'll ask these questions. Should I do this? Should I not? And everyone's opinion becomes so important. I say this to remind you that you are not crazy if everyone has different opinions and it's it's driving you crazy. You're not crazy. Just the fact that you're asking so many people will lead to that because naturally in this state, you're, you're indecisive. So when I got a hold of her, I talked to her on Facebook chat and she said, honestly, it was the best trip of my life. I took my time. I listened to amazing music. I was going through a breakup. She told me she was going through a breakup and she really reclaimed herself. She told me that she did not plan exactly how many hours she was going to drive she just knew about the range of what she thought she would want to handle and gave herself like a week to do this trip now my normal way to do things is just to get it done just to go 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 and that was really helpful for me to hear first off when she said oh my gosh it was the best thing I've ever done my whole body lit up my whole body lit up and I was like that's the answer I was waiting for when my other friend said fuck that that sounds like super long super that's that's her thing that's what it it would not be fun for her because she prefers the plane ride and to get there with ease and I fully love that and support that and that was also something on my mind is would I rather do that and in some circumstances yes it would be better to get in a plane and just fly over and if my nervous system was really shot that is what I would need. Making decisions about where I'm going to stay and spending a lot of money on different places and sightseeing, that would just be too much. But I was in an opposite state of what she was in. My state was that I was feeling cooped up and I needed to spread my wings. I didn't need to just fly to LA. I needed the process, the journey. So even hearing her say, no, that sounds like a terribly long car ride. Eh. My body was like, mm, you're right that it is really long and maybe it's not for me, but it wasn't, I didn't feel a full on. Yes, that's what I wanted to hear. It does sound terrible. 
But when I heard my friend say it was the best thing ever, my body said, yes, that's the answer I was looking for. So sometimes we can get the answers that our bodies need through these different people's opinions. It's not what their opinion is that matters. It's how our body reacts to their opinion. And when you find one that feels solid, that your body says, yep, stick to it. So what I actually did, because I was in such an indecisive state, is I had a piece of paper that had all of my to-dos in it. Uh, And some were questions of, do I do this, whatnot. And I wrote all that out just to get it all on paper. And then underneath that, I drew a line. And then I did the official check mark of what I was going to do. So once I heard from my friend on Facebook Messenger say, it's the best thing I ever did. And my body said, yes, I went to that piece of paper, took my pen to it, and I wrote, I'm going to drive. And I did a little box and a little check in it just to satisfy myself to see I made a decision. I'm going to drive. So I knew that was one thing taken care of. So because I knew I was going to drive, then I just needed to pack my car. Okay, so I wanted to offer that. Everyone is in a different position, different situation. Maybe you're someone that's single and you don't need to know about the paralyzation aspect, but at some point in your life, you will need to remember that. So she gave me that permission to take this trip and to enjoy it. And what I did after hearing from a couple other people is, I know one friend said that she only drove eight hours per day. And another friend of mine said that they just drove, 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 and then downloaded hotels tonight on their uh, phone. And whenever they were exhausted, they booked a hotel nearby. That's the one that felt good to me. Because for the first two days where I was driving through the not-so-amazing places to me, (laughs) um, I wanted to just get done as much as I could. My energy was also very high. I had a lot of mojo. I just was leaving. I was inspired. This whole road trip was so new. I was like, yeah, let's just get as many hours in as possible. So I packed up my car. I filmed myself in a little video saying, all right, goodbye. Goodbye, Woodstock. Sending so much love. Highly recommend that if you do a trip is to actually film yourself and take lots of photos so you can make a little video afterwards. So I did that, got in the car, juiced up, and drove 12 hours the first day. And then when I was exhausted and the sun was going down, I stopped off at a gas station and I went to hotels tonight and I found a hotel that was about an hour away. I knew I had an hour more in me, so I just would stop, grab a drink, booked this hotel, and, um, you know, wear my mask everywhere. It's honestly... during COVID, like it was no different than not in COVID. Like it was just the same thing. It's just the same thing as taking a car trip at any other time, but you have something on your face and you might want to bring hand sanitizer with you, but that was it. So I had a couple solid systems in place to where I would never let my gas tank get below a fourth of a tank. Once it reached a fourth, I found gas immediately. I would drive until I was tired, until I knew I had about an hour in me. So I did 12 hours. I think I did another 12 hours. And I would get plenty to drink. I think as the road trip went on, I start started drinking a little bit less because I realized how often I would need to stop. I took Ollie out 
three times, you know, just regular little situation for him. I would have his water bowl inside of the car. That way, whenever we stopped and I walked him around for a little bit, I'd pour a little bit of water in there. I'd give it to him. I also had his, his food, of course, but that was fed in the hotels. So I would just have snacks in the car for him. And I had snacks in the car for me, but I, I really didn't snack too much. I made it intentional for me that I would stop for food. Like I wanted it to be a time I got to cherish to, to relax, put my, take my feet off the pedal and listen to some music or an audiobook and eat. So I found plenty, there's so many healthy things. Like I would get the um, impossible sandwich from Starbucks and a nice coffee for myself in the morning. And I found like Panera bread. I mean, it's not like the best thing in the world, but you can still get salads on the road. And snack wise, I had my favorite bars, which are Power Crunch bars and some Buddha bowl popcorn, which I love. And what else did I have with me? I think I had almonds and um, it's not great for you, but I did drink some Diet Cokes along the road. By the end of the trip, I was like, I never want to see a fucking Diet Coke ever again. But during the car ride, your body just needs to, to have things. You just need to. Like if I was only having an apple and water, I think I'd go a little bit crazy because I need flavor. I need some sort of diversity when I'm in a car driving for 12 hours a day. So I gave myself permission throughout that week to do what I wanted to do, period, full stop. So I booked a, an okay place, a hotel for the first night when I stayed in Indianapolis so my first leg was Woodstock to Indianapolis and then from Indianapolis it was to Edmond there was no sightseeing in either one of those days Um, and I just used that app to find a hotel to stay in super easy it lets you know if pets are allowed and then after Edmond I have a boyfriend an ex-boyfriend who was Uh, born and raised in Edmond so I had been there before and I knew a nice little breakfast spot that I wanted to go to just a cute little place called Sunnyside Diner so I took myself there in the morning and Ollie was welcomed everywhere it was so wonderful so since all there is right now is outdoor seating Ollie and I pretty much could do everything together because he was welcome everywhere we went so we just sat outside the diner had a nice breakfast, and then I got back on the road. And from there to Santa Fe, I I didn't make any stops besides the ones that I had to make for gas and food. Once I arrived at Santa Fe, oh my gosh, my body just, oh, that's when I knew this is a, this is where I want to spend more money on myself. Want to get a nicer place, an Airbnb that's luxe and beautiful and in a great location. So I found a place that had parking and it was above a restaurant. And this is where things start getting good. You know, those are some of the logistical things. But that evening, um, I, oh, honestly, I stayed, I think I stayed in on the first night of Santa Fe. I had this beautiful, big uh, loft right above this restaurant. The restaurant was closed. So I ordered in food and my dearest bestest friend Jamie reminded me rest 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 like yes I told you to go on this road trip and yes there's so much to see and so much to do but rest your body so I ordered in some tacos and I watched a night's tale 
and I journaled. I journaled, journaled, journaled. I was writing about how I was about to turn 29. I believe, oh, actually, that, no, no, I wasn't 29 yet, but I was about to turn 29. So it was in a, in a couple of days, and I was starting to journal my 29-year intentions and what I was planning to, who I'm planning to become, what I'm planning to do. And I lit a candle, and I bought myself a glass of wine and a chocolate bar. So literally, it was just an indulgence night. I had this warm, warm shower, got all y'all cuddled up and settled, drank some wine, got this delicious food, texted with all my friends, I'm in Santa Fe, I'm in Santa Fe, (laughs) and had a great night's sleep. So the next day is when I started to do some more exploring. I went for a run, which was awesome. Went through a run through Santa Fe. I was... I had a list of a couple places I wanted to go to. So I got in the car. I went to this area called the Cross of the Martyrs. If you look at my website and you see the photo for the last podcast episode, that was taken there. Highly, highly recommend you have a small little spider uh, um, tripod, small one that just fits into your hand. So I brought my tripod with me and took some videos with Ollie, of course. Every single photo from this trip is with Ollie. And it was beautiful. And there was no one there. It was quiet, just this beautiful, scenic view. And then after that, I went to the Santa Fe Plaza, which is this awesome, cute little shopping area. And my body was like, "Mm, we don't really care. We don't really care about shopping right now. What I wanted to do was go to the really cool spiritual store. So there's a spiritual store called Arc Books in Santa Fe. And, you know, that's part of me just like truly listening to what I want. There's so many metaphysical bookstores in the world. And I don't care if I go to every single one instead of seeing all these other sites. Like that's what I want. So I went to the Arc Bookstore and bought myself a, I really took my time. I spent probably two hours in there and I bought myself this beautiful green abundance candle that had an emerald on it. That was all about bringing in prosperity and wealth and just abundance in love and life. I bought myself this tarot deck called the Royal Guild that is so fantastical and oh my god I just love it like everyone's wearing these gowns and the priestess is such a priestess and there's fairies and cobblers and like it's totally my style so I bought this card deck and I bought I believe what else did I get oh I got a um Our Lady of Guadalupe statue beautiful statue I'm, I'm sitting here in my LA apartment now and it's it's every single thing from my from my on my altar right now the Our Lady of Guadalupe statue the sage that's there the journal that's there all everything I got I found on my trip which is really cool to look at this altar and see wow every single piece that I have on there is from this beautiful epic road trip I gave myself um, so I had a list of a few things to see in Santa Fe and quite frankly I loved that I was traveling during this crazy time because there were so few people out and about and I liked that I liked the quiet city and I liked that I had less options honestly like I liked that the cross of the martyrs and the Santa Fe plaza and the bookstore were really the only things that did that day and I also went to a coffee shop and I sat down and I, I went through my card deck that I just bought one by one and I drank a latte and I was just outside just like doing the regular things. And everyone was like, go for these hikes, go for these hikes. And I was like, no, no, no. I just want to drink coffee and people watch and chill. And that's what I did. 
that night, which is, this is a, a beautiful moment for me personally. That night I was invited to get a free drink downstairs at the restaurant because the owners of the Airbnb I was staying in owned the restaurant down below. So I said, sure. So that was technically, it was the day before my birthday. So it was kind of like a birthday dinner. And I went, I walked downstairs, literally the door that I open is the door into the restaurant. So I'm like in the restaurant and um, I order myself this like fancy scotch cocktail and then a salmon because that's my favorite thing to eat to treat myself to is salmon. It's so good. And um, I brought my book and I read and I ate and I gathered my things and Ollie and we were going to go for a little walk. And the owner of the Airbnb was like, why don't you come back and sit down with us and we'll have an after dinner drink. And normally post COVID or sorry, pre COVID, I would be like, no, that's too much pressure (laughs) to perform for strangers and be a good girl and be nice. And that's just so fucking exhausting. And that's one thing I, I learned living in a community this year is you just, just be yourself, just let down let down the masks, take it off, release yourself from the pressure of being any particular way and just be here. Just be. You don't need to show up a certain way, but in order to truly flow with life and go where life is taking you, you have to let it. And so when an invitation is made, especially for a projector, go with it. So I did. And I walked Ollie, I came back and I sat down with the owner of the Airbnb, which is a woman and her son and her son's wife. And so it was the four of us and we just talked about life and things. And then she brought a cake over because she heard it was my birthday and they had a cake for me that she, she, she baked earlier that day. Like she baked this cake and made it. And so just so cool. And it was one of my favorite moments of this trip is just this like being welcomed in to this little family and them telling me happy birthday and bringing me a cake and wishing me an amazing year. And then she even offered me a free night to stay at the Airbnb the next night. So here's another thing I learned. So here I just have, I had a complete Santa Fe experience. I had two nights there. I had the next two nights booked already for Sedona and then I'm offered a free night wow, how cool. So my mind then goes, okay, I just booked this Sedona stay. I can't get out of it. Do I stay here an extra night because I was just given something for free? Or do I go and stick to my plan? And I didn't say that out loud. That's just what I was thinking. And this woman was like, you know, my advice is if someone gives you a free Airbnb stay, you stay. You stay, take advantage of it, go for a hike, see more of Santa Fe. And I slept on that and I remember being irritated that I had to make another choice. I had to make another decision. I was like, I had my plan and then why the fuck does this have to happen? Why do I have to now spend all this time hem-hawing, going back and forth? Do I say, do I go? I don't want anything like that. I just want to do what I do. So I decided I would stay. <laughs> I decided I would stay and I went for another run. I went to this place called the Tune Up Cafe that I heard about, which was delicious. I got breakfast quesadillas, which were greasy and amazing and just like everything. Then I got home and I took a shower and I realized I want to go. <laughs> and that's when the moment it just arrived. I, I, I'm so like, I, I was really learning this process of decision making. I feel like this is a theme that happens in my life. I don't know if others really struggle with this, but indecisiveness is something on 
my life's journey that I'm, I will continuously be learning how to do, how to be decisive and to stick with my guns. And because we're, we're always going to be offered new ideas and new invitations. And so we cannot be at the mercy of these things presenting themselves to us and then us getting stressed about it. My feeling is that the quicker my thought is the quicker we'd make decisions, the better. So I believe that it's because I quickly said I'm going to stay that allowed me to get a run in, to go to that cafe because I had the freedom of staying. And then when I realized around two that I wanted to do that six hour drive to Sedona and then be in Sedona at night, I just knew it. So I told her, thank you so much for the kind offer. I'm going to go ahead and head over to Sedona because that was my birthday. And that was my birthday plan was to wake up in Santa Fe and end the night in Sedona. So I got in the car. And by this point, as you can imagine, I was getting tired of driving. It's very true. And during this drive, surprisingly, what I listened to the most was music. Normally, I'd really be on the podcast train, but I was on music, 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 music. I found so much good music over this trip. And then I listened to my favorite type of audiobook, which is memoirs. I listened to a memoir that I've already listened to. It's one of my favorite books. It's called A Life in Parts by Brian Cranston. So I listened to that and he goes on a road trip and in, in this book he shares his huge motorcycle road trip with his brother and I just loved listening to that as I was on my road trip. So I listened to that book again. I also listened to Bossy Pants by Tina Fey and then Busy Phillips has a book called This Will Only Hurt a Little which I think it's what's called something like that and it's so good. I'm almost done. I probably have one hour left of listening to it. So three memoirs by actors. It's my favorite type of audiobook. And I listened to a few other audiobooks, but they were not my style. Surprisingly, Mark Manson's new book, Everything is Fucked, I didn't thoroughly love it. So I started it and then I stopped it. So outside of that, it was listening to Gene Key audios or music. And that was it. So I get back on this journey, I make my way to Sedona, and then in Sedona, I have two nights booked already at an Airbnb, and I ended up extending two more nights at a hotel, which I'm so glad I did, because the first, I arrived in Sedona, I had this awesome sushi dinner and sake, and went for this beautiful walk, my birthday dinner, I went home, I, I journaled, I journaled, I journaled, wrote about what I'm calling in, what I'm ready for, what's happening this year, what I'm dedicated to. I had a beautiful night's sleep. And the next day I was exhausted, so tired. So of course, like I always do, I messaged my bestie and I said, I'm so tired because <laughs> he always reminds me just to rest. And he told me, rest, that's what you're doing today. Just rest, order in, watch a movie dim the lights and so I spent my first full day in Sedona doing no Sedona things and that's exactly what I needed to do. The next day I went to the beautiful um, vortex. I did this vortex hike. I went to the stupa. I brought my tripod, took some photos with Ollie and then we went to this spot called Cathedral Rock and did not get to do the full hike because there are some really iffy spots for a dog to be, a tiny dog to be climbing up. But we did get to get to the, we got to the midway point and wow, it was beautiful. Highly recommend Cathedral Rock if you go to Sedona. 
and went to Oak Creek Canyon for a bit and walked around there, legit fairyland. And finally, um, the next day we went to the store my friend told me about called Crystal Magic and I was there for again another two hours. Amazing metaphysical store. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's the best. And at Crystal Magic is where I bought um, uh, uh, gifts for my friends and gifts for me. <laughs> and uh, I just browsed forever and the people were so nice. Now, my feelings about Sedona is that it is one of the most special places on earth and I do not think I am done. I even have some thoughts about going back there pretty soon. Maybe stay here in LA or go to another part of LA that's a little more nature-esque. But Sedona is magical. The people are so beautiful and friendly. When you're in the presence of the red rock and the forest, it's just holy sacred land. And I always imagine Sedona being just desert, but it's green. It's very green. It's very green and red. It's so colorful. And while I was there, I also, after leaving Crystal Magic, actually, I got in my car and I was like, all right, I'm going to go for a drive. And then I saw, get your aura read. So I got my aura read by this beautiful woman named Mary Lou who gave me a hug. And she was so cute. Oh my gosh, y'all. She was like, <clears throat> okay, so your color is orange. And uh, orange is very good. Yes, it's very good. It's, it means adventurous and it means scientific and analytical. But if you look at these different spheres in your body okay like we see this one here for your heart chakra is green now what we like to see is more of a dark green and what you have here is a small light pale green yes and that's okay but what we really want is a nice rich green because that means you're feeling a lot of love and then we you see here this this um up here white it's it's very small too and you know what we want to see is a big white light in your forehead um but that's not what we have here and that's okay we just want to make sure you get more spirituality in your life and um oh boy if you look at this red down here for your root yeah see how it's kind of murky you know what we like to see is a nice rich red much more rounded than this square you have here it was so funny and so great and I love her so much um, she was basically trying to tell me that your chakras are kind of all over the place and that's okay. You just need to talk about your feelings more. And of course, there's a part of me that was like, um, but uh, no, my job is feelings. I'm great at feelings. And she was like, mm, I think you are really great at talking about your feelings. You're talking about what you think about your feelings. That's what you do. You don't actually express your feelings. You talk about what you think about your feelings. And this is really interesting, and I'm sitting with this, of that difference in my own body between when I cling to the thought about the feeling and actually express the feeling. So that was a really great session. I had a lot of fun, and it was a surprise. So part of this trip was about letting myself be led by the universe, by God, of where I was meant to go next. I did not plan to go 
to that aura reading. But when I saw a sign that said, you know, chakra aura reading, I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So then after that, another two hours that I spent in there, I took a drive to Flagstaff because I wanted to see what that drive was like. And then I just turned back around and then I was in for the night. And so in the last leg of the trip, I drove from Sedona to Malibu, where again, I had another beautiful three nights in the mountains. It was being welcomed into California without directly going straight into LA. And that was oh so nourishing. I had this baptism by the water right when I arrived, letting my feet get drenched and cleansed. And I, I felt it. I felt God. I felt God cleansing me saying, welcome. And I had a little photo shoot with Ollie, of course, and just had a beautiful, nourishing time in Malibu in this cabin. And that was my trip. And from there, here's where I'll leave you of what I, where I'm at now. My habitual pattern in life has been to do something quickly and then lock it in. Like when I moved to Brooklyn, I found an apartment and immediately shipped my things up and signed the lease. It was the second apartment I had seen. I was like, yes, I want it. Let me move in. It's done. And now what I am doing is Airbnb month to month for a while. I'm just letting myself see where I, I feel taken to. I don't need any of my things. That's the truth. I don't even want my things. They're all in a storage in New York. And I'm like, yeah, stay there. <laughs> like, I don't want the things because the older I'm getting, the more I'm realizing this is who I am. I am someone who is constantly traveling. I am. Like when I was 18, I skipped my senior year of school and I went straight to college. Two years there and then straight to a different college to finish school. And then after that, straight to Boulder. And then after that, I had five months in Southeast Asia. And then after that, I had a month in Europe. And then I came back and then I met somebody who... We decided we wanted to travel together, so we traveled in our cars month to month to month different places, and then I went to Brooklyn for a year, and then Woodstock for five months, and now here, and I'm just learning how I am, and I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm going, wow, okay, I really am an adventurer, and I like to be really, really, really free, and being in the same place for too long is a little irritating to me. So I'm listening to myself. I'm listening to my soul and I'm going, okay, that's the way you are. All right, cool. Let's just adjust our life accordingly. So no leases for me for now. I'm letting God guide me. I'm letting pleasure guide me. I'm letting the divine guide me. If you are a woman who is hungry to take a trip like this, if you are a man who is hungry to take a trip like this, do it. It is life-changing. It is life-changing. Um... I, per I, I personally felt safe the whole time. There was only one place that I was like, mm, yeah. it was a gas station in New Mexico that I did not like. <laughs> it was not my favorite gas station, but guess what? I got in, got my gas, got a drink, left. Ta-da, that's it. So as long as your car is in great condition, you get your oil changed if you need to, you fill your gas up, um, when it reaches a fourth of a tank, you have friends on speed dial if you need them. You've got your books, you've got your music, you've got Hotels Tonight app, you've got Airbnb. You know people along the way, if that makes you feel safer. If you want to plan out your entire trip day by day, that's great. 
when you have these things set in place, I find that it it allows you to rest easily in knowing that you are safe. And whenever you truly believe that you are safe, you will uh, you will end up being safe. I find, and I don't mean that in a in a um, spiritually bypassing way. I know that shitty things happen every single day, and that just happens and that's part of you know that me taking this trip it was also a risk I, I knew that there's also risks at any moment a rocket hit my windshield and it could crack or um I could run out of gas god forbid or my something happened with my car but none of those things happened it, like the universe was truly conspiring just to make sure I was safe and I can't promise that everything will always be perfect I can't promise that everything is always easy but the things worth doing normally take risk. And we do what we can to make ourselves feel really protected and safe. We have pepper spray if we need it. We have mace. You don't drive past dark. I didn't drive after during the dark. I didn't. That was one of the things that I, I just naturally, I didn't even make it a, a rule or a structure for myself. I just naturally didn't want to do. By the time it was dark, I wanted to have dinner and be in a hotel bed. So I would plan my hotel tonight place around you know seven or eight that way I was inside and I felt rested and there was no driving at night I did not want to drive at night so ah, if you're scared but you want to do this just follow that (laughs) you're gonna be afraid until you do it and then you're gonna be like oh my god I can do this it's not that hard I'm really brave I'm really tough I'm awesome and then afterwards you'd be like okay now I'm here what do I do (laughs) and life keeps going on So thank you so much for listening to this episode about my epic road trip where I turned 29 during my Saturn return and set the tone for the rest of this year. Please let me know if you have any questions at all about this. You can comment on my Instagram photo for this episode or go to the website maddiemoon.com and leave a comment or a question. If you are looking for a safe space to practice feminine embodiment, masculine embodiment, yogic intimacy, pleasure, and desires and asking for what you want and being challenged and pushed, join the Sisu Society, my group coaching program. This is the last time it will be at 19 a month. I'm raising that price this week. So if you would like to join at that, you can sign up now and keep that price for as long as you stay a member. And I have got two spots open for my one-on-one coaching. Um, my one-on-one coaching, I do six months and 12 months now. I'm going back to just those two options. My six months and my 12 months are incredibly deep dives. And they include Marco Polo contact with me, Voxer with me, unlimited all-you-can-eat email with me, where we will go into your feminine embodiment. We will go into the masculine structures you hold in your life, your relationships, how you express your deepest desires and love, your purpose in the world, how you show up in the world, the drama and turning it into your dharma. We will go into your gene keys. Basically, you have me in your pocket and on your team. And I prefer the six-month container as a starting point. I think it's a really really beautiful way to commit to yourself on this path to write that book to create that kind of intimacy you desire to start to stand out and step up even though you were raised in a conservative family who told you not to and with all of that said I also work with men so if you are a man listening 
and you want to deepen your polarity practice, even learn polarity, if you are dating or if you are married and you want to learn how to understand the feminine more and have a feminine coach in your pocket where we have calls every other week and we get to do polarity practice together where I will teach you about this, please reach out to me. This is some new work that I'm doing and I'm so excited about it. So I'm taking on... um, two new clients, two new female clients, and then two new male clients. If your husband may be a good fit for this, or your dad, or your brother, or your cousin, please send them my way, and I will do a call with them to to share more about what polarity is, why this kind of work is so crucial for the world, so that you as the feminine being can feel safer in this masculine world. We're, We're cultivating intentional fields of integrity together so you are more than welcome to reach out email me hello at maddymoon.com m-a-d-d-y or go to my website maddymoon.com forward slash coaching and i so look forward to hearing from those of you who apply and i will see you next week for another episode of the mind body musings podcast (laughs) 